we don't have enough ammo to get through those walkers. Yeah, okay. Afternoon. Oh, it would probably be afternoon. It's afternoon. Good afternoon. Or or good good noon. No one says that, and it's not going to be a thing. Well, Happy Dead Day, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast, to the Whitebeard and TK podcast, and I am Whitebeard. And of you're course, making me sad right now with what sad. you just said. Anyway, that's TK. Like in Mean Girls, where they're like, the girl's trying to make fetch a word. And she was like, that's so fetch. I'm like, fetching is never going to be, you know, a thing. But I'm like, okay, but remember when people were like, you you look quite fetching today. It was a thing. And they were mean to her for no reason. That's how I feel right now. You're crushing my spirit. Then let your spirit be crushed. Anyway, happy dead day, ladies and gentlemen. Did you catch part two of Erhakaron? I like to pronounce it Akron. Pronounce it however you want to. I don't really care. I I don't know. Let me start off with the bad parts of what's happening with season 11 of The Walking Dead. Have the writers decided to become lazy since they're on their way out the door and write a few things? Here are a few things, or not a few things, here are the first three. Not the first three, but, but here's, here's one thing. We were talking about the zombies not being able to bust through the train door. Right. Right? Like, like they couldn't do that here. In New York City, we have sliding doors, so that probably wouldn't work. But I, like I was trying to explain to you, it wouldn't have happened because of the way that the car doors are made in the trains. And that's in Virginia and, and D.C. area. So their cars are basically the same that we have right here. doesn't matter. The doors are extremely heavy and very, very sturdy. So anyway, let's get back to what part two is. Part two is where we're going back and they're jumping back and forth between um, the king and uh, what's his name? The Commonwealth and the Tunnel. I keep thinking Yumiko because she's the only daggone person that pops into Eugene? my head. Eugene? Thank you. Thank you, Eugene. Please help me remember Eugene. You, you. So we jump between Eugene and the the subway system. Keep flipping back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Because we left them all up in the air last week. And last week, Negan did his thing. It's like, oops, Negan, help. I'm sorry, Maggie, did you need my help? I couldn't hear you. I got to go help the other guys. And left her out there to die. And then they played that whole... Well, well he, he didn't say no. He just kind of walked away. He could have been coming back. We don't know. It was a great shot, though. You know, but wait. Uh, he just disappeared. I'll go get somebody. I'll be back. Don't and, worry. Yeah, and then they did the whole... I don't know if we said this last week. And then they did the whole Glenn thing. You know, Which, the Glenn... hopefully, like Glenn, they're just trying to get us prepared for her death. <laughs> then I never have to see her again. Uh, when she falls down and all the zombies are walking around, her dog runs off, so that's how we left it. Then we come back and it's like, okay, Negan's going to have to deal with the fact that he left her out there alive. And so now we see the look in his face like, oh. Yeah, I thought like 
the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, oh, is he scared? But at the same time, I was like, no, it's not it. I think it's just, he's man, guilty. she's still alive. I got to deal with her. No, I think he was feeling guilty. Negan isn't who he used to be. He was feeling guilty, but then when they heard the knock and she was alive, he's probably like, oh, shoot. Okay, well, I just got to deal with this. And how did he deal with it? Straight up, right in the face. But now, so now that's where we pick up at this week. But here's the thing. I don't know what's going with the writers and the directors, but the train car door is being hammered on with a sledgehammer that big, beefy dude had just in his back pocket handy. I forgot right? his name already. They're all forgettable. They just popped up on the screen this year. We got to remember them. But I mean, like, big dude just happened to have a sledgehammer in his pocket. Yeah. He's banging on the car door, trying to bang and rip and knock the car door open, right? Because their doors don't slide, but it can swing out. So he's banging and 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 he's banging. And it's taking forever. And he's banging and he's banging. The sweat coming off the brother. He's feeling like, I'm going to die. But he kept on banging like he was John Henry on this the Daggone Railroad. I was about to say. Whoa, he did look like John Henry. This reminds me of slave times. <laughs> John Henry. <laughs> When John him blacksmith working on the railroad and so what and so he's banging right mm -hmm. on the other side there's a bunch of zombies and they're banging and they're banging and the door's starting to give a little jar and all of a sudden they knock through the door they got to deal with them right now we get to the other end of this whole part where Daryl shows up which was awesome, by the way. We'll get to that in a second. Or a few minutes. Daryl shows up and uses a grenade in the mouth of a zombie right in front of the door. And the door doesn't come off the hinges. Which, by the way, a little side note. I think I've said this before. I'm getting tired of Daryl doing everyone's dirty work. Why did he have to do that? He could have handed off the grenade, you know? Why did he have to cross the tunnel after dog? The dog could have just listened, right? Come on. Well, we already know Maggie's people are weak. They showed up with the... My man, the dude who was deaf and couldn't talk. Well, he lost his sister too. All of a sudden, this season, this year, he shows up. He's got the whole mask off, got a full, got a full afro, he's, he's talking. He's not deaf. Okay, well, he was mute. He, he wasn't talking. He was speaking. Okay, whatever. His trauma. Whatever. His trauma. Whatever. And then Agatha showed okay. up. Okay. Agatha! Okay, whatever, whatever. So just like the dude with the sledgehammer was in his back pocket because that's just how he roll, this kid has a metal mask. It's hot as heck. Yeah. We know they sweating. And a car. And a coat. What a massive wool coat. He's still in here fighting with a freaking metal mask on his face. Oh, I'm Iron Man of the Iron Man. This is crazy. It's cra What were they thinking when they were writing this and directing it? Angela Kang, what do you have to say for yourself? Yes, yeah, speak up, Angela. I want to hear. Tell me right now. You know where to find me. Right here. But, but she was a writer, so I think it would be more of the director's fault. They were the one that shot the scene. Well, the director should have said, hey, Angela, this is a little stupid. This is not going to work. The zombies are going to knock down the door, but the sledgehammer and the grenade couldn't blow it off the hinges. 
Right. So let's. I think I'm done with this. I've been. I've been finding a lot of fault with everything for the past two episodes, and I just. It's just like. Okay, so did you just take the team from that teenage show and bring him here to write this year and direct this year? Because I'm getting pretty darn upset. The little six standalone episodes they did were done very good. I want to know, where's that team of group of people that's working on the season 11? I didn't like all of them, but mostly they were good. Yeah, I mean, they told a story and it made sense, but this, it's like, it's too many inconsistencies right now. But... When it comes to zombie slaying, Gabe, Negan, and Daryl did their thing this episode. Okay, so let's get into the episode. Um, um, The thing that's bothering both of us, you and me, is the constant Maggie monologue. Go. The constant Maggie monologue and the idolization of her. First of all, we're not even going to get into the last, like, three episodes that she came back. Anyway, we're going to start with... Hmm. I just said we're not going to go over the last episode. So, we'll start with the fact that she... What is it called? The It's not a torch. The stick with the light. Flare. There you go. She, she lit up a flare after the flashlight, like, conked out like she was Laura Croft. Girl, the sparks are flying up in here. I'm not trying to get burned. I don't know why you just lit that. Yeah, in that small space with your eyes, and that stuff is bright, which should I can not see be you. in your I face can see like you. that. You're Caucasian. We can see you in the dark. Don't worry. You're good. Um, There was that. And then was her... Hitting Negan with a gun. First of all, you're like two feet tall. You would not win in a fist fight. Well, Negan did nothing, so. Except for tell the truth, which shocked Gabe. That was hilarious. Then. He left her out there to die. Ah, no, he tried to kill her. No, I did not. Then, y'all was all (laughs) mad. She was like, well... You tried to kill me. It was like, nah, I just didn't help you. There's a difference, and there is a difference. And then the kid, Gage, shows up. Apparently, he stole some stuff, um, along with the older guy. But, you know, we'll move on. We'll move on. Give give him a little redemption arc. Five minutes. Five seconds. That's all. Then he stabs himself. She goes, we don't have enough ammo to take on the walkers on that side of the train. So, don't open the door. What? And now everybody agrees with her that it's okay to leave somebody to die. Oh, you're waiting for me? Yes. <laughs> um, Maggie's people agreed with her that it was okay for him to die. They didn't even flinch when so she made that Gabriel. decision. So did Gabriel. Well, Gabriel made, I wouldn't say an intelligent decision. Gabriel weighed the, um, he weighed the decision. So he made the logical choice. He made a logical decision. He made a logical choice. 
And at that moment, they were kind of outnumbered in a way, if you want to talk about the two groups together. But I love the fact that when he came in, it's like, and Gabe was like, and you just going to tell, you're not going to lie? I was like, no, I, that was a difference. You know, it's like two seconds ago, she was talking about him and wanting to kill him. So why would I want to help her? She just did what she did, but now we're here. Okay, so now what are we going to do about this? And then goes into this, but, um, you know, the whole thing of her launching about all this other nonsense, and then one second later turns around, and the guy comes, like you say, and she's like, no, we got to leave him out there. First thing Negan said was, nah, come on, let's go over You know, big fella, help me. Sasquatch, whatever you call him, Bigfoot, something said, come on, help me. And then none of them wanted to move, and they're going to try to hem him up. Mm-hmm. before all that and because she was supposed to be had been left for dead because he was going to leave her out there okay this kid is one of your numbers Damn. and your girl said let him die and they did nothing because they listened to her leadership like come on man and Edith's late boyfriend, I forgot his name. It doesn't really matter. He's annoying. <laughs> Whatever it is. Why, he says. why won't you look at him? Why won't you look at him? Because he died a coward, fool. And then Maggie starts trauma dumping on everybody. Well, I saw this and I saw that. Don't you think it was worse for the people who lived through that? Who yeah, were but, still alive? Before we get there, I'm going to want to get back to what I was saying. So the decision was to let this kid die. That's fine. I may or may not have made that decision. But you can't stand on your high horse, Maggie, and start saying that what you are doing is any better than what Negan just did to you. You can't play that card. And then the whole thing, we ain't got enough ammo to clear the other side of that car. Guess what? You had to use the same daggone ammo to clear out two sides of the car even after the kid died. Does that make any sense? See, Maggie ain't too That's bright. What you get. Maggie's not too bright. Now, back to the kid who she left standing over there. He tried to psych her out and make her feel bad and do some psychology. You know how people be like, before they die, they do something to make you feel bad while you're alive. Homie took out this knife when she decided to leave him. He's begging, right? I'm sorry, mommy. I won't do it again. I'll be good. He really did say that, didn't he? Mm Mm-hmm. Takes out two knives and stabs himself. Really? Like I said, Maggie people is weak. They try to pretend they all strong and look all good with the double knives and the metal mask, but the dude stabs himself. He didn't even try to go out fighting. He just stabbed himself and stood there and let himself be eaten to death, you daggone fool. So yes, when we get to the whole point where Maggie start doing her Maggie story, backstory dump nonsense. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Your kid was living up in luxury. Like, I'm sorry. He hasn't done anything wrong yet. But her Ooh, kid... baby Glenn? Yeah. He was out by the water, chilling. Until you decided that, oh, now's a good time for us to rejoin after everything happened. We know that we've been gone for the entire war. But um, we're back now, so I'm in charge. Yeah, and the hilltop mumbler. What's his name again? I don't know. Yeah. Dude, wasn't supposed to be from Jersey. We don't know how he got down there. But, you know, he's like, why you won't look at him? And Gabe was like, because he went out like a coward. Which is what I said. But I'm like, why are you just, you not going to try to fight? 
something- You're not going to try to fight. And I was saying, okay, Hannah, I, I was saying, like, there's Daryl inside Daryl. The zombie's coming, dude. Just stay there and let him chew you. Let him, let, dog is going. Just die. Daryl just die. Did Daryl just die? No. There was something so poetic about his death. Which was? Him standing there, not able to, like, yell while they're, like, chewing him and just slowly sinking to the ground as she's watching him die. That part was, like, so funny to me because it's like, okay, yeah, he did what he did. But now, guess what? You have to watch him slowly die. But she didn't Enjoy care. Enjoy that. She didn't care. She said that early on that she didn't care that she Which made that decision. Totally he messed- died. Now, I, I wouldn't care to the point where you're not going to make me feel guilty. Right. I made right. the decision for you over there. You stabbing yourself is on you, homie. I don't feel bad about that. You could have fought your way to your death. However, he took this stuff and was trying to leave. They're like, nah. Nah. I'm not trying to die with you. So, really... If we're talking about well he died a coward his death was still on her he wouldn't have even been out there if she wasn't like come with me you know what I mean um but like the fact that she didn't care is like okay like you can make a decision you're the leader whatever but the fact that she herself specifically did not care kind of like it did not sit right with me at all Okay. She explained why she didn't care. Which was, nobody cares, Maggie. <laughs> we we don't really care. I know the writers want to say, well, Maggie's been through some stuff. She's not the way she used to be. And Maggie has suffered. So has everybody else. And we do not need five and ten minute monologues every other episode where Maggie's going to explain something that's happened to her. You could just catch us up later on. Maybe a flashback or two, but this is getting ridiculous, and I don't really care. Do you know what Daryl's gone through? Do you know what Carol has gone through? Do you know what everybody has gone through since Rick has died, and the entire group and everybody else? Uh, what's his name? Lost his husband. He's raising a kid by himself. The two kids that we said last week have lost both their mother and their father because Michonne's gone. Rick is gone. And all they got is Daryl left right now. Nobody really cares about what you've been going through. And Get your crap together and do what you're supposed to do. And the people that are related to her by blood have also lost things. Let's not forget Beth tried to kill herself. It was like, oh, she kind of missed was like, never mind, never mind, I want to live. Died shortly after that. Her father, what was it? He kept his dead wife in a barn and would feed her. That's kind of messed up. Her husband, dead. Brain bashed in. Slow death. Her son, lost his father before he was even born. <laughs> You are not the only one in the entire world who has something go wrong. Nope. Back in a moment. Now that we have your attention for the next few seconds, we would love to hear from you. Your your questions, your comments, whatever it is you want to say, your dislikes, we'd love to hear from you. And you can reach us at whitebeardandtk at gmail.com That's whitebeardandtk at gmail.com 
And while you're also there, you might as well check us out on YouTube. And you can find us at The Whitebeard NTK Experience. And on Instagram at the same name of Whitebeard NTK Experience. Where you can continue to follow along with our adventures on our Friday Night Adventure Show, where we'll be showing you some of the places that we've been going on our hikes and the recent road trip that we have been on. So go check that out on YouTube, the Whitebeard and TK Experience. And you can reach us at whitebeardandtk at gmail.com. Thank you. Yes. Okay, well, it's time to get off of Maggie, because as I said, it looks like this season, Maggie is going to be the person that's going to be very, very annoying. I know we all wanted to see her. There are some fan people who are really all over Maggie's return, but I'm sick of Maggie already. I I think that the show has grown past Maggie and Rick and all of that as the characters have grown over the years. And that momentum should just keep on going. Let's not go backwards. And now she's the focal point? No way. Daryl's been holding down the fort through all these wars and everything else. And everybody has come together, pulling together three different communities. And working together and surviving, doing all this other stuff while she was off doing what she did. And let us not forget, like you brought up last week, she was plotting to kill Rick. Yep. To take over. Yep. Along with her little fanboy. So, you know what, Maggie? Later for you. And we don't need, oh, look, it's little Glenn. It's baby Glenn. Nobody really cares. Okay, little Herschel's back. Move on. Move on. Nice kid. Nice kid. But Judith is the queen. Okay, well. The kid ain't do nothing, but I'm just saying, like, oh, look, it's little Herschel. Oh, it's Glenn's baby. That's wonderful. The show's moved on and has grown. You're right. You know what? I don't agree with what you just said. You know, give a kid a chance. Anyway, I'm give, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with that logic. It's Glenn's child. Forget about Maggie. He has no mother. She doesn't exist. It was just Glenn, single yeah. father. <laughs> That's it. Give a kid a chance. You mean like little Jr? No. What is it? Is he Jr? No, he's not Jr. He's what's Rick's boy's name? JD, whatever that boy, he he don't have no lines whatsoever. The poor kid don't do anything. He's just in a backdrop on every episode that he's in. So um, I can't wait to see what's going to happen with Gracie. It looks like her and um, Judith becomes a little bit friends. I can't wait to see how that works out because they're the next, the next generation of kids on the show. And we've watched them grow and they have gone through a lot looking at their parents. So there should be a lot of trauma there. And a lot of a lot of closeness growing up. So I don't know what's going to happen with with uh, baby Glenn because he was kind of shielded from things with his mother or those mothers. He went through. Oh, shut up. But anyway, enough for her. Enough for her. Negan, Daryl, and Gabe for the win. Okay, I think Daryl obviously racked up. The one million points on the zombie kills. Yeah. But Gabe was like, step back, I got this. We don't have enough ammo. How did y'all survive? Gabe was like, move out the way, shooting everybody with extreme prejudice. Then went on, and then, then 
And then she shot a couple of arrows. Arrows are done. Then a few more arrows. Arrows are done. And then you get over there. And now you got your boys sitting up there going, I got my two swords. I'll look cool. Okay, we'll use them. Now it's time to use your hand-to-hand -hand combat. And Gabe is still knocking them dead. In the Jersey dribbler. Or mumbler. And then it's like, uh, okay. Here Negan take the gun. Negan. Matt, no, Maggie gave him the gun. Yeah, I know. I don't want to mention her name. I'm tired of her. Okay. Negan go take him out, and then here comes Daryl to the rescue. Because you know what? Daryl should have went out like that kid. When Dog left him, and he's crawling through the tunnel with a walk on his heels, and two more in front. I thought it was two regular humans who slammed the door in his face. No. But the <laughs> walker slammed the gate on him. He comes out, takes him out, get Dog, comes to the rescue. It was so cool. It was like a video game. Hey, you can't steal my words. Okay, say it. It was a video game. You already said it. Well, you can say it. It's lost its shine. You can say it. No. Say it now. No. It was like a video game. It's like pow, pow, pow. That was a great. That was great. That was a great scene. It was a great scene. So, could we be done talking about her? Uh, yes. What was that you were just mouthing so no one could hear you over the thing? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> It's time for your morning movement. <laughs> no, that's gross. Why would you say that? Uh, we're talking about a show with zombies and guts being poured out. Anyway, so let's jump to our people down there. With um. <laughs> Wait, did we talk about the end of the episode? Oh, well. No. no. <laughs> the thing that stands out. Him whittling? You <laughs> You, <laughs> Eugene, <laughs> making a shake <laughs> out of a piece of wood. <laughs> I don't know where he got that from. That was hilarious. He's like, I thought he was cold. I'm like, why is he shivering? And I'm just seeing he's scraping. I'm like, oh, he making him. He's I'm going out and he's slipping his in his little sleeve. Like, come on, Mr. Coppers. But that was funny. Like, poor little gay man. They put that guy through so much emotional trauma, man. There's no one over there, sir. I saw my friends. They just went in there. There's nobody over there. There's no one in that room. Okay. I see what you're doing. That was just messed up. What were we going to say? Go ahead. Nothing. But now that we're on the topic of him, I think we should talk about his growth as a character. You know, he started out on this show. With his entire personality being a lie. I know how to stop this thing. <laughs> you have to get me to this place. Man, what? Well, in his defense, here's the difference between... But he's uh, an honest man. He came clean. Here's the difference between him and a kid who killed himself in the train car. He was a coward, and he went out like a coward. From the beginning, Eugene said he was a coward, or you know, he was he was you know he like he was a little he was a little nervous dude. He's scared of everything else. We knew what he was, but we kind of also saw Eugene's potential because he's a super brain. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the big difference. Go ahead. And then he got himself a ponytail. 
I hate that stupid ponytail. Why? Okay, but it's better than the mullet because you didn't like the mullet either. I didn't like the mullet, but the mullet fit his character better. But we we had to do the time jump, and so now he's like a manly man with yeah. a mullet, learning how to shoot and kill. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's still like nervous, a lot. But yes, the character growth has been like zero to eight hundred. You know. Yes. Yeah, and I just. Thank you, writers, for doing that for us. And again, that goes speaks right back to what I said. Everyone on the show and in the group, they have had characters grow and change. You can't now throw Maggie up in here. She's going to come running things. And, you know, it was like, I'm, no, we can't. Please let it just keep moving forward. Yeah. She can come in and join, and she has to learn how to get along with everybody else. She has to be the one to adjust because she came and brought a bunch of trouble to their door and they just went through two wars. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm not digging her new presence on here. But anyway, so yeah, they... Yeah, poor little... Uh, little uh, um, what's his name you just said? Eugene. Poor little Eugene. Then we find out poor little Eugene is a virgin. <laughs> Oh, man, the dude looking at him was like, you know what? This story is too stupid. We got to believe what he said. But although we do think that that is true, that he is a virgin, he lied about almost everything else. Yeah. He was really good at that. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, Eugene for the win. Get him, Eugene. Like, oh, yeah, well, what happened was is we did this in... Um, and I then mean, slammed on the table to and just let to, to to put some to put a little little shine on it. Maybe he wasn't, cause like he was like, well, the only reason I came out here is just because I wanted to meet her. Yes, and that's that true. That may not have been a lie. No, no, that that was true, but he was lying about everything else and about where their settlement was and their size because you don't just go tell nobody that. Right. No matter what happened, so he he spun that really good, and and a good lie has some truth to it, which is what he did. Now. Here's what I have a problem, people. What's the lady's name? It's supposed to be Stephanie, right? Yeah. We saw what's supposed to be happening next week or at the end of... Did it end with her with Stephanie showing up? Yeah. Okay, Stephanie is a short white woman. She's not white. Whatever it is, she ain't black. No. Because when they said last year who Stephanie was going to be and the voice on the radio sounded like it could have been, but maybe not, they said who the woman was going to be was going to play Stephanie, and we looked her up, and she was clearly not white. So I don't know what they just did to play like we stupid, but yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens next week or the coming episodes if the lady who's saying she's Stephanie is really Stephanie, or is that a lie? Because I don't trust the Commonwealth any more than the Commonwealth trusts them. Mm -hmm. I don't trust the Commonwealth at all. Why? Because they walk around with plastic suits? Because they have their own army in the future. Yes. Or is the world beyond in the same timeline? Not um, the timeline, but the same like time frame. Yeah, the world the world okay. beyond is they in They have their own it? army. And they have like all the... like. Somebody with that much power in a zombie apocalypse should not be trusted. No, 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 no. That's the Commonwealth. CRM is different. And if I'm correct, CRM has a lot more people. 
and they're across the country. I think that there were probably some government people who got together and created that. We, we've never read the books, so we don't really know what the source material is all about. But My yeah. point still stands. They have their own police force. Yes. Someone with that much power. And they use money. That should be illegal. And it's Do they conflicts. use money? Were they actually keeping the money, the Commonwealth? That's what it seemed like. Apparently, Yumiko figured it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll find out. Time will tell. Hopefully, what they, her brother is a little less annoying. I doubt it. Good gracious, Stan Yumiko, man, why is she still around? I don't know. Anyway, I can't wait for this. They already did the the first part one and two of the season opening, so hopefully, the story now will move forward. We're done with the. With the train car and everything else, now we can move on to uh, pressing on with this season. So I can't wait to see what the next couple of episodes are. Nope, we've got to discuss the end of the episode. Go ahead, because I don't remember, and you know what you want to say. Um, Maggie, after they get out of the train tunnel, everybody's okay, they're standing on the platform. Before we go, <laughs> we need to make a stop. Somewhere. We can, you know, I guess the point was to get some supplies. It was like a drop site. Let's go here. We have to go to this neighborhood with the water tower that marks the spot. They're walking, bodies strung up in the trees. Oh, yeah, kind of like the saviors. First of all, we didn't read the source material, but all of the people who we watch and everybody was talking about, they need to stay away from water towers because apparently that's how Gabe dies. I don't know, on the ladder, on the water tower, anything else. So that's been foreshadowed a couple of times and people have been going bananas. Is this when Gabe's going to die? Is this when Gabe's going to die? So I guess that that would be significant too. That and the fact that in the... there, uh, He's supposed to have died a while ago. Right. So his time is coming. It's the last season. So he has to die at some point this season. Another one whose arc went through. I don't know if I would call... Now that I think about it, Gabe was actually a coward. Yeah, he locked everybody else out. He did absolutely nothing, and he could have done something. I, I, I don't. Now that I think about it, I don't think I would call Eugene a coward. Eugene was never a coward. Eugene was a was a scaredy cat. Actually, you're right. He will. It's more like the self preservation kicked in. Right. He didn't Eugene, want to die. <laughs> right, and Eugene would do things to help. Right. He wouldn't just sit there and do nothing. And he had a plan. Like he could never remember when he first day he couldn't shoot a gun and was shooting. And then he started making bullets. Like right. Okay. So he didn't actively sit there and go, "I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to watch you all die and then run." He was never that type of person. Gabe, on the other hand, was an absolute coward, and it took a long time to like him and for him to grow. But then he changed to like this bucking the preacher guy. Well, wow, a reference. Yeah, that's that's it's old. Remember movie. that first episode where he showed up with the horse and the hat? Yeah. And the one blind eye? <laughs> <laughs> he was looking fly. <laughs> the one eyed preacher <laughs> with a Colt 45. But yeah, them all the people strung up, I was like, ooh, this is kind of like what the saviors would do. Except for Negan wouldn't have gone that far. Nope. And then the guy with the, the two skinny knives got his hand chopped off. Oh, 
Right, I totally forgot about how that whole episode there ended. Was some, yeah, there was some blades flying. I couldn't. I don't remember what what kind of blades. That's how he lost his hand. There was like blades and bullets whizzing by. I think the I don't remember his name, but the older guy died horribly. <laughs> yeah. So all that old. I got me two very long machetes. I am so cool, cool, cool. cool. <laughs> now you only have one. Now you got one. And I hope that ain't the one, the hand you used to, uh, clean yourself with. Because mm. <laughs> now you messed up, bro. And it's all Maggie's fault. It really is Maggie. You know what? It really is Maggie's fault. First of all, I don't trust her at all. I don't care. I don't care if she's seeking revenge on Negan or not. Ooh, we she can Maggie seek that. This, uh, this. She could seek that, but she cannot be trusted. I want to go back over here because these guys did this and we can take them. We can kill them all. We can get all supplies, right? Yeah. Now, on the way to do that, they get caught out there in the train. Now let's get back to Alexandria. Oh, hold on a second. I know another spot we can go before we get there. I'm done with her. Hopefully she'll be this season's villain and everybody will hate her. Yes. And it's not just us. Yes. And Negan gets to raise Glenn's son. Yeah. <laughs> and then right off into Negan's the sunset. Negan's daycare. Open 24 <laughs> hours a day. Drop your kids off and he'll teach them how to kill people. And also some math on the side. Right, I was about to say, he was teaching math. He wasn't, he wasn't teaching killing. The girl was a natural born he killer. He was a gym teacher. Yes, he was. He was a gym teacher. Wow. We're circling back in his past. That is so cute. <laughs> All right, it's time to go. So, what do you think? What did you watch it? Whatever else. You got some questions or comments and so on and so forth. You know what to do, how to reach us. And uh, I guess we'll catch you tomorrow. Yep. Or if you don't like to hang out with us on Tuesday, we'll see you next Monday. Yep. Because we could put out it on Sunday. But. Maybe I got all that time for that. I'm going to watch the show. Talk to you on Monday. Yep. All right. See you. Say goodbye. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. Toodles. <laughs>